Oh, now you're starting recording now. Well, I didn't hit record. I just hit start webinar. Maybe it starts recording immediately. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Wednesday, July 14, 2021. Tonight, uh, the V Brown Bag, specifically, the reason that you're here. Uh, tonight, we've got Britton Johnson here with us talking about NSXT update from 2.5 to 3x. So we did a series last year where Britain came in and enlightened us on some NSXT goodness. And uh, we actually have a, am I right in saying it's a four-part series coming up? That's what's on the schedule. Schedule for, it's a four-part series, um, updates to the NSXT suite of things. And... Um, we get to learn what's new so check out our schedule tonight looks like we're going to focus on bare metal security vlans federation and idps before we get started i got a few housekeeping notes to go through as always you can get in on the conversation join us on twitter with all of our various handles uh, Twitter hashtag VBrownBag. I will be watching that tonight. If anybody's got questions during the live show, you can ask it in the Q&A um, in your uh, Zoom client or hit us up on Twitter. Um, we'll be watching and see if we can get that question or comment answered for you. Also, you probably already know because you've been there. You can visit vbrownbag.com slash brownbags and check out some of our other shows around the world. Uh, we are not the only one. So, as always, not always, it's been a long time back in the saddle. I think it's been probably over a year for me, but it's nice to be back. Uh, I am Anthony Hook, Anthony R. Hook on Twitter, on the bottom right. And more importantly, Britton Johnson, our guest, will be our tour guide. And uh, that's all I got for, for an intro. Did I miss anything? I don't think so. Cool. Again, yeah, it's a four-part series. So this is part one. Uh, won't be next week, but the following week. So it'll be every other week. Um, so this isn't going to be the only time we're going to talk about this. And, of course, you can always find us on YouTube if you missed tonight's. And I guess if you're not watching it now and you're hearing this, you've probably already found it on YouTube. So that only makes sense. Um, I'll stop talking now. And uh, Britain, if you if you want to take over sharing, please, please, sir, and, please, uh, please continue. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and, and and entertain. Uh, uh, I will. With all things, will be elucidated or something. <laughs> all right. I am gonna leave this opener job protection slide up for just a moment. It's important. Read it. Have your lawyer read it and review. Yeah. So I mean, I, I they don't they didn't they didn't tell me to do this. It's just since I did a VMworld presentation back in 2020, I have the slide now. So if I'm giving anything at a public forum like this, I'm gonna go ahead and just put this on there so that folks you know can you know and entertain themselves with some legalese. But in general, there, I, there really shouldn't be anything that's super um, you know not not new because this is an update to existing technology that we're talking about here so but disclaimer away all right welcome 
to this year's V Brown Bag NSXT series. Um, this uh, the last one I did. The last four part series I did last year was a lot of fun. Uh, Ken Nelbon and I uh, had, had had such a great time together. I decided to move to Indiana and be right, right you know, next door neighbors with him almost. So Ken, you know, shout out to Ken. So for that. Um, so we're, uh, we, we were, him, him and I had lunch and we decided to plan out a, a series on, you know, updates from NSXT from where we were last year, with, where we ended with last year's V Brown Bag series. Uh, last year, the, the entire series was built around uh, version 2.4.2.5, centered a lot around the VCP uh, exam focus and uh, the things that are, uh, you know, questions and things like that that were happening within the VCP exam. Uh, based on 2.4.2.5. So a lot of that series is still very much um, valid information. So I'm, I'm gonna, so Anthony, please implore the V Brown Bag people to not delete that series off the YouTube channel um, because it's good information still. So- yeah, I mean, we were, we were voting on it, but I guess we decided to keep it around this time. Yeah, because so. I mean, it's, it, it th I think it's still valid. I still share it with customers. Um, and so, and, and, and it's, there's still actually um, production systems like uh, the Azure VMware solution, which is based on NSXT 2.5. So there are still, you know, even cloud services that are based on, you know, the a couple versions back. So I think so I think it's still good to have that information out there publicly uh, because it's still, in my view, a valid thing. Um, but so this series that I'm doing this time around is going to build on uh, a lot of what we talked about in that first series. So if you're looking for a lot of foundational core NSXT content around that, I'm going to refer back to that a lot because there's just too much information for me to rehash all of that stuff all over again. Um, and, and, and really not a lot of it has changed enough to just redo the whole thing from soup to nuts all over again. So that that's sort of the the foundational basis for, for what we're trying to do here so who am i uh, my name is Britton johnson as anthony said i'm a staff solutions engineer in the virtual cloud networking space for healthcare um i'm in the north central part of the united states um i support healthcare uh, providers and and and, and uh, customers in all of the north central um so hospitals and things of that nature um i successfully re-upped my vcix title uh, so I, I'm, I I can keep my Twitter handle finally. Um, so I'm glad to, glad I got that done earlier this year. So uh, so that that is uh, you know it, it's 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 a, for your after certifications you know keep after it study hard take the test as many times as you need to um, but you know it can be done just keep on plowing through. Um, in most cases I like to to say like I I, I know I'm not the smartest guy in the room. But you know, I know how to find the answers, and, and, I'm, and I'm and I feel like I'm okay at communicating how these things work. And so, if I can, if I can, you know, buckle down and take these tests and get them, I'm sure you know most everybody can. Um, it's, always, it's always easier too to keep those up and renew them than it is yes. to let them lapse and have to recertify. That too. Yep. <clears throat> and then, um, so I'm a I'm a full time SE part time podcaster. I have a couple of podcasts. I'm going to plug the HCX Majors podcast is the latest one I've been working on a lot lately. So this is centered around VMware's uh, Hybrid Connect software, which is an additional um, add on component to NSX. So we do a lot of you know conversational talks about what's happening with HCX and what it does for customers. Um, so check that out if you're of the D you know, when looking to get deeper information into things of that nature. Um, so that's, that's me. That's who I am. 
Uh, here's the overall agenda for the series. Um, it's NSXT series 2021 for Brown, for the, the V Brown Bag Group. So today is, I'm going to try to encapsulate in this hour, um, all of the stuff that has been new and changed from 2.5 to 3.x. And, and I'm not even going to get probably a quarter of it because there is so much. Um, I will do my best to kind of hit the highlights and talk about what I think is important, but there's no way that I'm going to get everything. Um, and so, you know, I'll, I'll have more kind of resources and places you can get more information about that stuff. Uh, the next one in two weeks, I'm going to go through uh, the NSX Advanced Threat Protection Suite. So this is sort of the next um, evolution and growth part of what NSX becomes as a suite of services. Uh, we'll talk about our acquisition of LastLine, which is a you know security uh, threat and introspection company uh, that VMware purchased kind of middle of last year, um, and, and and what they're bringing to the table in terms of what you know making NSX a uh, cohesive, holistic NS security suite for customers, um, and how, what they how they enhance you know our IDPS and network detection and response and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, lots of malware detection, malware and, 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 and you know, um, malware and crypto, crypto locker stuff. I mean, all of that is really hot topics right now because everybody's getting breached um, every other day, it seems, um, healthcare systems included, and unfortunately. Um, and so we are on the front lines, we feel like, of helping customers defend themselves against these bad threats that are out there. Um, so we'll talk more in great detail about that. I'll cover some of that today, um, but very, very little. And then we'll get into the meat of what that really is in two weeks. Um, August 11th, I'm going to go through a bit of a NSX design walkthrough. So this is, there's there, unless you go and take the full uh, NSXT design course, which is a really good course. Um, if you can take it online, you can, you know, get, um, you know, guys like Tim Burkhardt, you know, one of our you know, NSX wizards. Um, to teach you some of these things from a VMware, you know, uh, professional course design perspective. So I'm going to take bits and pieces of that course and just sort of hit the highlights in an hour of, you know, what it takes to do an NSXT design. Because I've not seen anybody really talk about that publicly anywhere. Um, but then there are, you know, certain kinds of ways that, that you need to approach an NSXT design versus a general network design. So uh, I know that one is going to be interesting. I'm still kind of putting that content together, so we'll see what that actually turns out to be. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, moderately positive at this point that I think it's going to be good. We'll see. <laughs> Nothing like confidence, right, Anthony? Um, August 25th, then the last one in this series, we're going to talk about migration. Um, so... Hey, I'm going to interrupt you for a second. Yep. Now that I finally found my mute button, you said that exactly as I said it, but I, <laughs> I thought I hit mute. Nothing like confidence, eh? <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so uh, the last half of this year, uh, within the networking and security business unit, which is the part of VMware that I work for, um, we, you know, we're we sort of have a, a message to customers of this is the year of migrating from V to T. So. You know, uh, so so we're really kind of you know trying to hammer this in, in, in as, as loud as we can, so that people know and ring the bell that you know if you're an NSX release for a customer, you need to get migrated to T, and you need to be starting that now. Um, and so we'll we'll walk through the migration options that VMware has, um, including HCX and some of the latest and greatest updates from HCX 4.1 that just came out. And so we'll we'll spend that hour um, talking about what it takes to get from V to T. 
Um, and, I, and, I, and I feel like that's, you know, a pretty good four part, four hour series. Um, and, and I think we'll have, you know, lots and lots and lots of uh, good conversations to come out of that. And so that's the plan. Learning resources. So I always try to include this in any of these kind of these, these uh, talks that I give because the first thing everybody always asks is, how do I learn more? Um, so again, I'm referring, we're going to refer people back to, you know, the, the series that I did last year. Um, oops. And, you know, uh, and again, imploring the V Brown bag team to leave that series out there for a while. And, and, and again, there's lots and lots of good information, good, valid information still in that original series. Um, of course there's NSX tech zone still, and we still have, of course, the NSX install configure manage class. And as I was cleaning up my office before tonight, I pulled out my book that I just picked up from fellow VMware uh, uh, staff person, uh, Iwan Hugendorn. Uh, if you don't know who Iwan is, um, he's probably the only Iwan Hugendorn in the world. Uh, he is based out of the Netherlands. He is a uh, one of our professional, professional services engineers, and he does really smart stuff. He's got like seven CCIEs and a whole bunch of other certifications. Look up his YouTube channel as well. He did not ask me to plug this book. He just released two NSX books of his own accord, um, and they are excellently put together. He did a, he did an amazing job just kind of organizing and putting his thoughts on a paper and publishing these books out all on his own. Um, so if you want some, like if you're, a, if you're sick of staring at a screen and you want to learn something still about this, you know, pick up Iwan's book. Um, you won't regret uh, that as an information thing just to have in your library and as a good go-to resource. Okay, let me take a sip and we'll get into this. All right. So... If you if you watch the first series, um, which Anthony I know you didn't, but I'm not, I won't hold that against you. Um, the I, I did sort of an analogy the first time around talking about Ford Mustangs, and so I'm going to build on this because you know the first time around we talked about the, the old 1970s Mustang to the mom, to the new electric Mustang. Well, now what we're talking about now is kind of like an update to the electric Mustang. Um, for Ford built on their, you know, foundation of this electric Mustang Mach-E, and they came out with this thing called the Mach-E 1400, which is nothing less than a performance modified electric version of it with seven motors, and it puts out about 1400 horsepower, and it can smoke all four tires off in a few seconds. I mean, hey, so it's ridiculous. It's seven. It's got seven motors on it. Yeah, yeah. There's four wheels. Don't ask me how they did it. Okay. I'm just trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to trying to math and yeah. that doesn't okay yeah i it, it's you know it, it, it's quite the thing they have a drift version of it as well if you're a drifter so just, say maybe it's maybe it's four but raid six yeah i mean maybe yeah, i don't i don't know sure. i'm not sure either but but go go just just look up this car on the youtubes when when you're bored later and and you'll you know, you'll, you'll, it's, it sounds like a, a really big remote control, like electric car driving around. It's just screams. It's, it's kind of fun. Um, but that's, that's kind of the analogy I like to do with this. I'm a car guy. So I, I talk about car analogies. It's a good thing. I live up, up by Indianapolis now because all we, all they have around here is cars. Um, so the, so, so that's sort of the, the bit of it is every, every iteration that the VMware releases for NSX has just a, a bit of new features to things. And we're trying to constantly you know, iterate and change and make things happen. So we're still building on this virtual cloud networking idea of protecting any advice, any application, any cloud. Um, and, and we're still talking about 
um, all the NSX bits on the outside and how they connect and bring all these these applications and data centers and public clouds and um, you know networks of things and all of this stuff comes together. Um, so this is still you know very much the VMware vision of building this network uh, in software that allows customers to do things that you know we feel we do better than a lot of other vendors. And we do this because you know. You know, change is everywhere, and, and the pace of change in IT especially is difficult. Um, you know, networks do get more complex, uh, especially as we go between private and public clouds. Um, Hardware-based architectures, you know, they as, as they get refreshed out, they're expensive and difficult to deal with. Um, and, and I'm on calls with customers all the time who have, you know, physical network and security teams and virtualization teams, and these teams still you know, even in today's world, don't necessarily work together on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, and that's that, that, pro that people problem of it is still probably one of the hardest hurdles to get over for customers because, you know, as things become more integrated with software, it does force you to kind of communicate as a team a little bit more tightly. So, you know, so that's, that's the overall idea of NSX is to try to make these things simpler and, and bring, you know, pieces together. So, you know, where it's over integrating, you know, L2 and L7 networking and security solutions right into the software layer so we can do it seamlessly across things. You know, because we're just doing it software that runs everywhere, it's cheaper and easier to deploy. And, you know, because we're, we're using automation and we have, you know, policies that work across platforms, you know, we're trying to make it easier for those teams to then collaborate and do things together. So that's, you know, the, the architecture explanation in a nutshell of why NSX is a thing and why it continues to be a thing. Um, so, you know, what, what, what's kind of the new stuff from 2.5 to 3.0? So I'm going to start at this part. Um, we'll spend a little bit of time here. This is a bit of an eye chart, I realize, but bear, bear, bear with me on this stuff. So as with all things for release specific information, you know, check the VMware docs for the actual release notes. Um, I'm not going to have enough time to go into the minute details of in and, in and out of what changed to what is and is not supported within this one, one hour webinar. So if you're looking for very specific information, check the release notes. That's where it's going to be. Um, you know, there's just, you know, I'm, I'm really, I really only have time to kind of hit the highlights and, and kind of the, what the big deals are. So kind of the, two, the, the really big thing that hit with 3.0 um, and, and even more and so in 3.1 is federation. So uh, what is federation? Federation is ultimately the thing that a lot of customers were waiting for for NSXT when it, when it became released as a product. So we had you know, uh, security you know, that we could do with the distributed firewall. We had you know, routing and distributed routing and things. We could do networking within NSXT in 2.4, 2.5. That was all good and done for one single site. How do we then replicate that information and spread it out across multiple sites? Well, federation is how we do that now. So we, I will go through a, a more of a deeper dive in a few minutes here as I get further into this. But federation is probably the biggest thing that customers wanted to get to in order to get to T. And, and now with you know 3.0 and 3.1 specifically, you know federation is a fully production supported uh, platform for customers to be able to move to. Um, intrinsic security. So this is, you know, our what you know we're trying to make into, um, you know, kind of our bread and butter message of what what NSX is for customers, especially in today's highly 
hacked up and attacked world of you know malware and you know cybersecurity alerts and the FBI calling customers and warning them about things and you know so the, the intrinsic security piece there's this is kind of the we'll watch this space message because there's a lot more um, especially later this fall that we're going to be rolling into this so you know keep keep an eye out on things but this as it sits today this is still really a really well put together security product um, NSXT has always had a high focus on security um, but this is just it just keeps getting better with each iteration and each release of this um, and part of that is down to this ability um, and it's not working to cover bare metal uh, you know windows and and even some Linux operating systems for bare metal uh, workloads I'll talk about that more in a minute as well the other piece that, you know, on, on this list that I didn't have highlighted here, but the micro-segmentation planning uh, with NSX intelligence, that's what the I is highlighting there on NSX I is NSX intelligence. The NSX intelligence piece is a, uh, if you're on the NSX Enterprise Plus license level, uh, you can deploy an appliance that does uh, specific uh, deep packet inspection and security policy recommendations and things like that. It's, it's an engine designed to automate and create security policies for your environment. Um, so, you know, we're, we're trying to continue to find ways for customers to, you know, do this, do security and as quickly and easily as possible. You know, that is, there's also still you know, on the vRealize side, the vRealize Network Insight. So if you have vRealize Network Insight, which also comes with NSX Enterprise Plus, you can use that as well for doing the micro-segmentation security planning still as in addition to monitoring, you know, all of your network, into, including your physical devices in your network. But you know, for specific virtual workload planning, NSX intelligence is one of the you know key things again that's going to you know watch that space. It's going to keep changing and growing. I was going to ask a question, but you did answer it on whether that was VR the VRNI piece or if that was a totally separate. They are they are separate, but but they and they do have tiny bits of overlap. But in general, they're they're very much kind of uh, two sides of the same coin in some respects. But uh, so you know we're. The places where VR and I might be weak, NSX intelligence is strong, um, and vice versa. So, got it. Thanks. On the uh, operational side of things, so this is probably the biggest um, architectural change with NSX T 3.0 um, and vSphere 7 specifically is we got rid of the NVDS, and I'll talk about that again in a second here as well. So that's the one big thing. And the other, the other big operational thing is this network topology visualization. So that's a, that's a really helpful tool, especially if you're, you know, like I used to be a consultant walking into a customer's operation for the first time and you want to see what their network looks like. You can just log into NSX in the UI, look at the topology, and you get a quick picture of, okay, these, these are the routers, these are the network subnets, these are the segments, this is where everything is, and it's just right in front of your face. So it's nice and easy and, and, and makes it kind of, you know, yeah, simple, simpler to consume. Um, and, and again, so again, those are the highlights on this page. There's just too much to talk about uh, within the amount of time that I have. And so, but this is um, kind of the, the, the important parts of the 3.0 release. So to 3.1.1, the, the main stuff that came with, so we started out uh, on the routing side, only allowing BGP for dynamic routing. Um, but with 3.1.1 and 3.1.2, which is the latest release, um, OSPF version 2 um, is supported. I just crossed it out when I meant to underline it. Um, so OSPF version 2 is supported now for, for production environments. 
So if you want to, if you're, if you're, if you're uh, in, in your, within your dynamic routing protocols for the rest of your network, if you're not a BGP shop and you are an OSPF shop, this is something you can use now. Um, and so that's, you know, that was one of the bigger announcements that came out with 3.101. Again, on this message of migration, um, VDT migration support built into the product continues to get development and continues to get focus because we want to make it easier for customers to do specific migration tasks. So, you know, yeah, we have, you know, lift and shift migration within the UI. We've got options for in-place upgrade, you know, support for cloud foundation, uh, support for realized automation. Um, and, and we just have, we're continually trying to make it simpler for customers to get from NSX for vSphere because, you know, NSX for vSphere, especially the last few releases of it, have, have been amazing products, really, really stable, do their job really, really well. It's, I can't remember the build, but there was like a Windows XP build. Anthony, I don't know if you remember, there was a Windows XP build that everybody loved and nobody ever wanted to get rid of Windows XP because they loved this one certain build and no, nobody wanted to leave it. It's kind of like Windows Server 2003. Everybody got really comfortable on 2003 and nobody wanted to let go. Um, yeah, I think it was after, it was either Service Pack 2 or Service Pack 3. I think Service Pack 2 was a big yeah. deal. It, 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 so I, I liken NSX for vSphere to that because it's so stable and works so well and people just don't want to give it up. So, so that, but, but this is what we're building towards. And then while we're trying to make NSXT, you know, especially with 3.1 and 3.2 coming later this fall, um, that kind of a release that, that customers will want to move to and will want to stay with because... This is ultimately the future. Um, NSX for vSphere has a you know defined end of an end of support and end of life. So you know migration is a big, big, big message and focus that we're trying to get customers to be aware of. This is what's happening. This is where we're going. Um, the other piece of this is the NVDS to VDS migration. I'll, again, I'll talk about what that really is in a more in a second. Um, but you know there's there's enhancements to get customers from the NVDS to the VDS if that's necessary, and that's only really necessary if you deployed. NSXT in the 2.4, you know, or 2x versions on vSphere, you know, less than 7.0, so 6.5, 6.7. Okay. And then, of course, uh, with the 3.1, you know, we have NSXT, the advanced load balancer support built in, and there's integrations with that. So that's a whole other topic for another V Brown bag is what the acquisition of Avi Networks brings for load balancing within NSX. Um, so we're actually shifting from the built-in native NSXT load balancer to the Avi Networks load balancer. And there's all kinds of uh, change and things and difference and better, better ways to do things that Avi brings to the table. Um, and I'm trying to talk one of my uh, Avi engineer cohorts into doing an episode with you guys to talk more about that. So. Last thing on this page, the uh, NSX manager is now available in the Azure marketplace. So for NSX cloud customers who are in Azure, that's, uh, I, th I think that's worthy of highlighting as well. Okay. So again, I, I don't like to harken back too much on the, the days of the past, but when we started with NSX, you know, many years ago, I'm not going to date myself and say the specific date because I'll probably get it wrong. Um, but we started out with NSX and it was really just that. It was just NSX for data center. That's really all NSX started out as. It was one product. 
And we have now moved into where NSX is, this entire portfolio and this entire suite of services and products and things um, that allow customers to you know, build, not, not, not just build networks and software, but secure them, make them elastic and scalable, um, and, and ultimately you know, do them in, with, with automation, um, I mean, I've, I've seen demos internally of, uh, of, of being able to take an entire uh, stack of networks, networking and security services deployed within a single API call within a few seconds. And you'll go from, you know, having nothing in your NSX deployment to having, you know, routers, segments, subnets, firewalls, IP groups, security policies, security groups, load balancing all of it deployed with an API call. And that's sort of the, the secret sauce of NSXT and where, where we're going through, but why we're going through this evolution from V to T um, and doing them and why we want customers to migrate so we can get them into this um, platform that NSXT is, is and is, you know, has been and is becoming more and more and more of. Um, and especially, you know, the, as we focus in on just the NSXT 3.x part of this, you know, it, it again kind of goes, you know, a little bit of repeat, but, you know, now when we talk about NSXT, we're really talking about these four boxes. We're talking about NSX for data center. We're talking about NSX cloud and public clouds. We're talking about NSX intelligence and security on the IDS IPS front. So, I, I, you know, we don't typically talk a whole lot about what we know, where we fit against competitors. But you know, this is, you know, I, I like this slide because this is one area where we can kind of separate ourselves a little bit. Um, so we, for, for a long, long time, um, the, the VMware message has always sort of been, you know, deploy NSX and do do your, you know, do your switching, do your routing, do your firewall, you know, do some load balancing, and and you know, put that all in NSX and make that be your be your thing. Um, but realistically, when we're talking about NSX today, we're talking about it from this holistic view of doing everything in a software framework. And, and, and then what the piece of this that makes this so much more achievable and so much more scalable and so much more you know, easy to deploy and use is this part of doing it in automation and doing it with APIs. Um, I've, I have customers who, you know, I've seen them use the power of APIs to, to just do massive changes and massive deployments and massive upgrades for their workloads and do it, you know, within very short windows of time. Um, and this is, you know, this is the reason really that, that, that we've gone in this direction because, you know, APIs are the future. APIs are how things get done in IT. This is how you get your weekends back. Um, you know, so if you're, if you're new to this kind of stuff, you know, and you want areas to try to figure out what to learn, you know, like Anthony's and I's friend, Ariel Sanchez always says, learn how to do APIs. <laughs> so, Not that I'm lazy and want to automate stuff, but I'm kind of lazy and APIs help me automate stuff. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't want to say I'm lazy, but I, I like to think I'm smart. Yeah. It's, it, it's a learning curve, but it's one of those things of once you get over some of the humps of it, and I'm, 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 in all honesty, I'm still getting started on some of that stuff myself. I'm not, you know, because I, because I have to spend so much time just learning how to, what, how to communicate what's happening with the product. I don't get kind of that, you know, driver's seat time of actually doing some of these things, but, and, and, and you know, 
if, if I was back in the chair of being an engineer responsible for customer workloads, you know, that, that would be where my focus would be is learning APIs and learning how to do this stuff in a programmatic way. All right. So biggest architectural change um, from my perspective for NSXT 3.0 and further on uh, from, from 2.5 on, so we're talking about, so, we're, so the framework here is um, what we used to have was, uh, so vSphere 6.5, 6.7, you know, whatever those releases were. So that's your basic vSphere. And then if you had NSX 2.x, in order for that to communicate with vSphere, you had to deploy this construct called the NVDS. The NVDS effectively was a virtual distributed switch that lived inside of vSphere. And it was not at all controllable or interactable, if that's a word, um, by vSphere or vCenter. So it was wholly owned by NSX. You could see it within vCenter, but you couldn't do anything with it. Um, and so, so this this was a semi-controversial thing because you know it, it made it made upgrades a little more challenging with NSX. It made kind of how, how to do networking a little more challenging with NSX, the older versions of NSX. So what we've really done is fixed all of this by just making it go away. Um, so and if you're on you know vSphere seven, and that, that's you know, the the key thing to do to have. If your if your hosts are on vSphere seven and you have the virtual distributed switch uh, 7.0 deployed or up upgraded your if you've upgraded from 6.5 6.7 to 7.0 and you've upgraded your virtual distributed switches from those versions to 7.0, then you can more much more easily take advantage of NSXT networking within vSphere, much like how we did things in NSX for vSphere because it was just all integrated. So. Hopefully that makes a little bit of sense, but really this is this is what we've done is we've just laid on the NSX components on top of the virtual distributed switch 7.0 in vSphere 7. So that way it's one cohesive thing. You don't have to worry about this separate um, network or, you know, NSX virtual distributed switch architecture in your environment. You don't have to dedicate um, specific physical NICs to it. You can just use you know your physical NICs and your ports the same way you have always assigned them within v, in the VDS. And just makes life so much simpler. So that's that is really kind of the core big, big, big architectural change from 2.5 to 3.0. So really it's just making life simpler for 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 man, you know, deploying things and managing. Um, the overall architecture, so the NSX manager cluster still the same. Um, we still do the management control plane within the NSX manager appliances themselves. No, 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 really, you know, thing to consider for changes here. We still do um, the, you know, CSM uh, for containers and, and all the vCenter plugins and all those things still happen at this level. Um, you know, this controller cluster is still clustered together. Together, um, if you're doing, if, if all of these appliances are on the same subnet, you can use a VIP within NSX to balance traffic between them. If you have a design scenario still. Where each one of these needs to be on, you know, a different um, subnet XYZ, you know, then you would need a third-party load balancer or Avi or something like that to come out and balance traffic to get into those. So that, that is still the case as well. 
But in general, you know, like you know, the thing I'm really just need, need to highlight over again is the NVDS is going away if you're on vSphere 7. And if you're waiting to upgrade to NSXT or migrate to NSXT, really your first you know, rule of order is, first of all, upgrade NSX for vSphere to the latest release. Get, get that prep done, prep work done. And then it's a matter of you know, getting your vSphere environment upgraded to 7.0. And then you can start doing your, your NSXT migration work to get the managers deployed and start doing the migration coordinator, start to pull that stuff over. So, but again, we'll talk about migrating in a couple of weeks. But overall, the, 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 in large part, the, the majority of the architectural differences is really not much. Um, so that's why I say, you know, if you want to see kind of more of the nitty gritty details of what the overall architecture is, you can refer back to the previous VRoundback series and still look at that because it's still valid content aside from these two differences. All right, I'm going to start the security portion of things here. So for uh, as long as I've been in, you know, around VMware, not including about two years um, that I've been an employee, but even before that, um, you know, we'd always sort of talked about doing security uh, from a overlay network capacity first. We, we, we've always been able to do security on VLANs, but we didn't really ever spend a whole lot of time talking about it. Um, and, and, and in recent years, uh, you know, for, especially for, you know, customers of certain size, you know, they, they haven't been all that interested in talking about, you know, turning on an NSX overlay um, versus, they're, you know, they're, they're happy with their VLANs, basically. So it's kind of a, who, you know, who moved my cheese? You know, we're just trying to introduce change, but we don't want to do so much change that people freak out about it. Um, so, so this is where... You know, I, I like to kind of hi highlight more of a security focus just to get things safe. So, um, Anthony, you're you're a partner, you're a consultant. You you go into a customer. Um, what is the first thing when you walk in the cord the door with a customer? What what are some of the first things you're you're thinking about um, when they're asking you to do a project? Uh, that's a, actually a really difficult question for me to answer. It really depends on what it is. Um, but a lot of times, if I'm walking into a data center, I always look at, I don't know, equipment they have, room, how cleanliness, you know, how clean, <laughs> how, how right. clean it All is. I didn't prep you on this, but so, so that's good. But you that's didn't. okay. It's okay. So this is what I did when I was a consultant. So whenever I walked in, because as a consultant, usually you're being brought in for one of two reasons. Um, you know, the, they want to do something they don't have the expertise to do, or, or you're being brought in because the, the house is on fire and you need to put it out. Yep. Um, and so it, more often than not, for me, it was the latter. Um, and, 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 and in those scenarios, my rule of thumb, when I was walking in the door and to a, to a customer and they had problems and their, their, their world was burning down, um, you know, as, as any good firefighter would, what, what is the first thing you do? You make things safe. Um, and, and so that's, that's my kind of take even today as I talk to customers about security solutions and things for, for networks and for that kind of aspect of things is what's the, what's the quickest thing we can do to make you know, your workload safe, to make your data safe. That, that to me is the thing that you know, if, if you're concerned at all about, about security, you need to do that. You need to do it as simply as possible and quickly as possible. And that's where this piece of and what NSX does, I think, delivers for customers because you know, it, it, it takes this idea of, 
oh, we have to suddenly, you know, erase and change and get rid of, you know, all our VLANs and move them into overlay networks. And we've got to, you know, re-architect the whole thing. Um, it takes all of that fear and change away because now we can just say, you know, you know what, you don't have to do all that stuff. We're just going to turn on this thing called the distributed firewall right outside every single workload. And it's, they're going to sit on the exact same VLANs that they're on today. They're going to go right through the same exact physical routers that you have deployed today. Nothing has to change within your network, except we're going to turn on SMNSX services and that's it. And so it, it kind of gets customers into this, you know, micro segmented security mindset of thinking of, well, yeah, we can do this. It makes it a, an achievable thing. And so that's why I'll, 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 when I first get in front of a customer and start talking about security, this is kind of my go-to thing now is let's make the world safe before we start doing anything else. That's a much better answer than mine. But uh, <laughs> yeah, if, I, if I was going into a customer that was on fire, yes, absolutely. Sorry, there yeah. have been no, no. I get it. There have been times where you know you get the you get the phone call about um, there's some sort of either security issue or some sort right. of you know, virus or malware or crypto situation where you know you've got your go bag and you're you're suddenly on site and and now yeah, we have to. Oh. Find the problem and attack it. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're yeah. right. And, and whether it's, you know, has the internet already been unplugged or all of the. Yep. And, and that's, and, the, the, and that, stuff. yeah. And, and it's, and, and, and there's, there are some customers who, you know, for them to do some of these kinds of changes, things have to start on fire, which is unfortunate. Um, because, you know, if we do some of these things that I'm walking through here, you know, it's, it's quick, easy changes that really, really don't even require um, downtime to, to get these things turned on. Um, and then that, that to me is sort of the, the real, you know, key piece of this is we can turn on security. We can do security in a way that doesn't require a whole lot of changes and we can make things safer than they are potentially today by just by turning on NSX in their environment. Um, and we can, you know, and even if they're on, you know, you know, older environments that they're not upgraded to vSphere. Yeah. We can still deploy the NVDS and still migrate workloads to them. You know, on other even on other hypervisors. So if, if they're using KVM and they're not using even vSphere, then, then yes, we still do the, do use the NVDS within those other hypervisors. But if you're on you know vSphere seven, then we can just plug into the VDS seven, turn on the distributed switch service within NSX. You know, and away we go. Um, so how do we kind of get to this thing? I mean, just I'm running, I'm, I'm going too long on this. So I'm going to kind of skip ahead a little bit here. So this is built into NSX 3.x now where we do this VLAN microsegmentation workflow. So it's really just kind of, you know, a step at a time to walk through this. So, you know, number step, step one, we prepare, we prepare the clusters for NSX. Um, so it's a pretty straightforward process to just turn the stuff on in NSX. Let me get logged in here. And this is a live nested lab, so who knows what's going to happen here. Oh, that's what's going to happen. I'm going to mistype the password. That's what I'm going to do. Passwords are important. I didn't sacrifice to the demo gods, so you're kind of on your own. <laughs> 
Okay. So the least you're still there. All right. So when we're, we basically to, to get to this idea of turning on security as fast as possible and as simple as possible in this workflow, um, you know, yeah, we deploy the NSX, you know, manager and controller appliance, which is one single appliance. And then you, you know, for a production deployment, you're going to do three of those. But even if you're just doing it in a POC, you, know, you can deploy one and do some of this and, and turn on some of these services. Um, within the NSX uh, UI itself, we're just going to go to system, we're going to go to fabric, or we're going to plug in a compute node. So compute managers, this is your vCenter effectively. Um, or you can you know, add standalone uh, hosts in here as well for KVM nodes and things like that. As I talked about in the first series, you know anything that is controlled by NSX is a host transport node. So that's the terminology thing that we talked about um, within NSX itself. So once we have the hosts, uh, you know, understood by NSX, we simply just configure them for NSX. We push the NSX vibs into the host themselves and turn on those services. Once those services are consumable by the hosts, you know that we're that they are known then we can start to do networking services. And really it's just a matter of, you know, coming over to the networking side, turning, coming into our segments. So these things we used to call, uh, you know, logical switches, we now call segments. And, you know, I deployed this earlier where I just, you know, added a, a segment, called it test, put it on a VLAN. And when I come into vSphere and I look at my vSphere networks, I see this test NSX and the, the N over the little icon indicates that it's an NSX backed segment and then it's really just a matter of migrating your workloads from another network into this now nsx backed basically port group and so now as soon as that's done you know that's that's step two and then three and three in the process then you just write then you're just writing your security policy and turning on the security for your services and and all of a sudden you know we have an additional layer of protection that's not an agent inside the workload. And it, it, it immediately starts protecting things. And now we can also do you know, distributed intrusion detections and as we'll talk about in a minute on this stuff as well. So it's a really kind of a quick win way to get security enabled for networks. Um, and again, this is something really that I've seen a lot of customers respond to because you know, everything happens so fast nowadays, you know, they, they want stuff now and then this is a simple way to do it without having to go through and re-architect everything. You know, and that's a really big deal too, not being able to to re-architect everything, but also something that you can safely do and change. Uh, you don't have to plan a maintenance window for re-architecture. I mean, that the right. You're, you're hitting a few buttons, and, and your risk of actually interrupting workload is zero to none. And yeah, that's and a that's a big that's a uh, a huge key for you know some of my customers, especially you know. Well, you work a lot with healthcare. I have some customers that do manufacturing. Um, I mean, even you know patches get very difficult to do because the the yep. downtime and rearchitecture maintenance is so limited. But this has really come so far from the way <laughs> the way that things used to be. Right, right. It's a it's amazing. Well, and it, and it's and it's kind of along this line too of you know when you think about it, you know it's just it's just software. So when, when we do, even when you do this change to migrate the workload from one virtual distributed port group to this one, you're not even really on, you know, it's not like the days of 
pulling the cat five jack out of the port and plugging it in. You're not even doing that. You're just telling right. the, you're just telling the bit of software to go from one piece of software to another. And so it happens at line, you know, at, at CPU processing speed. So I've seen customers do this change where they don't even lose a ping, um, you know, depending upon the workload on the CPU at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and ARP tables be fast if that has to change for topology reasons. Right. But uh, yeah, that's, that's awesome. So the other, the other kind of piece of this is I'm trying to quickly roll through the security piece here um, is bare metal server support. So I'm going to kind of hit the highlights of this. Um, so bare, bare metal, this is, this is the other kind of thing that customers have always kind of harped on with, you know, like, you know, we get, and they'll, they'll concede that we can do, you know, VMware virtual machine workload security. And we're the best at that. Most, most everybody will say when it comes to virtualization, networking and security, you know, on virtual machine workloads, NSX is the best place to do that. You know, not a lot of people are going to fight us on that. Um, and especially, you know, as we continue to grow out in containers and, and you know, public clouds, th those are, you know, continuing to get better and continuing to grow and, and, and learn. But the, the one thing that always kind of rears its head is I've got this bare metal workload that is on this legacy application that sits this, you know, sacred thing that application that won't die and we have to have it and we can't move it and we can't do anything with it. It has to stay there. Um, so for those kinds of applications, how do we do security for those things? So we have, you know, kind of a couple of ways to get around this. And, and the, the key, you know, piece of this is we install what's effectively a software uh, layer or agent inside the operating system of that bare metal workload. So it allows us to do a couple of things. So we can effectively route all of the networking components inside of the bare metal workload through this software agent so that we can take advantage of NSX VLANs or overlay networks within uh, NSX itself. So what happens is when that agent is deployed on that bare metal workload, it actually shows up uh, as something that you can add to the NSX fabric. So you would be adding this um, effectively as a node within NSX. So because you're adding it as an NSX object and, and because it's a it's part of the NSX fabric, once you turn that service on inside the bare metal workload, it allows you to then do all of the things that NSX does, you know, in software for that bare metal workload. So, you know, there's, of course, there's caveats in there, you know, the bare metal workload has to support the ability to, you know, allow us to install the agent within inside of it. Um, you know, then we, we only get, um, you know, that layer, layer four firewall within it. Um, you know, so there's, we, we kind of have to do a bit of a you know, qualification for the workload to make sure that it's fully supported and all those kinds of things. Um, you know, in my, in my world in healthcare, you know, yeah, there are some vendor supported applications where they don't allow you to do any changes to the, to the application or the, or the platform that it sits upon. So this may not be an option for things like that, but, you know, for some of these kind of one-off scenarios of a, if it's a thing that can never die off of that physical workload, this is an option. And it is something that, you know, we're, we continue to kind of talk about because again, you know, it still gives customers the option to do with a VLAN or with overlays based on the, the, the physical device that you're trying to connect with. So it's, it's, you know, something again, we don't, we don't talk about all that much, but it is something that has come to fruition with the, the upgrades from 3.x or from, from 2.5 to 3.x. Uh, I covered most of that. All right. 
I want to get to this before we run out of time here. So Federation. Um, so if, you know, Federation is this set of capabilities that we're introducing with NSX 3.0 and, and, and went full production availability in 3.1 um, that you know, provides centralized management, policy consistency, you know, allowing customers to deploy and enforce networking and security policies across large-scale NSX deployments. So this is kind of the, again, that as I kind of referred to in the beginning, this is this thing that, you know, when NSXT kind of was coming out for customers, this is the thing that most people wanted to see um, before they were going to go full production with it. Um, and it's here now and it is uh, available to do this. We do this in, in this type of a fashion. So when you deploy NSX today, you're going to deploy it first in this local manager topology. So this is, you know, everything in this local manager topology would be what I talked about in the first VBrown bag series. I'm going to keep hammering back to that because there was a ton of information. I spent a lot of time on it. So please, VBrown bag, don't delete it yet. <laughs> um, so when, when, when in this topology, you know, yeah, we're going to deploy local managers for, for your different sites. And then what Federation allows us to do is we deploy the global manager cluster of, of NSX managers into, a, a, you know, either one of these two sites or in a separate site, depending upon how your, you know, things are deployed, um, that's going to dictate, you know, where these things go. Um, and, and with this global manager cluster of NSX managers, you know, we can onboard these uh, local managers to the global manager. And, and then what this then allows us to do is with a centralized uh, UI and a centralized API, we can deploy, you know, stateful services, firewalls, groups, networks. Um, not at this point, not you know, most of the services, maybe not all of them yet. I'll get into that in a second. Um, uh, things that that you want to do, you know, not only on just one site, but you want to put, put push universal objects. Um, you know, something that works on all sites. You we would instantiate them from the global manager view, and it would get pushed down to all of your sites. So this is effectively allowing customers this elasticity and scalability where they can connect these things uh, across multiple sites and then realistically bring, you know, a consistent security policy you know, across all their sites so that they have the ability to secure their workloads uh, from, from one end to the other and bring disaster recovery and security all together under one roof. I'm talking really fast, but I'm going as, as quickly as I can to get through this before I get too much out of time here. So again, uh, high-level design on this. Um, you know, we, we when we have a, a, a standby global manager cluster, we have local managers in each location, and then we have our active global manager cluster. And you know, so when when things are connecting up, so we register the local managers to the global manager. You know, what happens sort of in a in a failure scenario here? Uh, we'll go through, we'll kind of quickly step through some of the, the high level look at what, what this looks like. So uh, when we have an active manager and a standby manager, um, you know, we can have, uh, you, you know, objects and, and applications even stretched across sites. Um, so these, you know, particular, this particular application is, you know, stretched across both sites. You know, what happens if we lose um, part of this uh, area. So what then in order to get the, the management recovery back, it's really just a couple of clicks. You sign into the, the standby manager and you, you turn it on from uh, standby to active and it takes over and allows you then the functionality to recover 
uh, management of your environment from, from the standby manager. And it'll effectively allows you to then do the DR failover. So you can, you know, turn on you know, networking, networking services and get those components up and running and have things kind of, you know, come back to a functional state, um, you know, without when, when you've lost that other one. Um, so in, inside the UI itself, when you're looking at the, the global manager view from the, the NSX global manager uh, well, UI, it's really just, you know, you log in and when it detects the other one is not active, you can just make this one active it will, and it will take over. Now, the, the kind of the question that usually is begged when this happens is, okay, you know, we, yeah, we lost this one, but now, you know, say uh, it was just a glitch or something minimal and now it comes back. And so your standby one is now active. What's, what's this guy going to do coming when he comes back on and, and says, hey, I should be the active one. Are we going to have kind of a split brain scenario here? Well, because these two are linked up together, it's automatically going to look at and see, okay, this global manager is now active and it's going to kind of swip swap and just so this one then becomes the standby. So where we're, you know, it's just a built-in safety check. So when it comes back online, it's going to call its friend and phone a friend and say, hey, friend, how are you doing? And this one will say, I'm the boss now. And the other one will go back into standby. And then at such point when you're ready to flip it back to have this one be active again, and you can roll through a maintenance window and turn it back on and start to sync those services back over. Oh, I should also note um, on the uh, VMware public NSX communities section, there are demos available that you can go out and download. Um, this mid November is referring to November of last year. Um, so there are uh, full video demos out in the public communities forum that Dimitri has put out there for these. Um, so definitely check those out if you want to see them. Um, so a lot of this is the same kind of general workflow. So if we're doing this even from a networking perspective, um, you know, the, the, the networking components get lost. You know, you, you, you effectively sign into the global manager and you can run through the network recovery options and turn on services that you, know, you may have lost when you lose a site. And it's really just a matter of you know, coming in and getting these things turned back on um, as quickly as possible. And in, in some cases, though, they're, you know, depending upon the, the way you've deployed the, the application, way you've deployed the networking, those services will turn on automatically. Um, but again, you know, it, the, 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 the devil is in the details of the design. Um, and again, there is a communities demo out there available you can download and take a look at to see through the, what this full recovery looks like. Um, so even, even in these networking scenarios, you know, if we have, um, you know, the stateful services that are deployed um, on the, you know, tier one SR um, for when, when you lose those kinds of services, you know, based on, you know, BGP and what the costs are, you know, we're going to detect, you know, when you lose a site and, you know, allowing allow things to come back up. Um, as services do in an automated fashion, or you can manually you know, kick them over within from a federated view. So again, if you lose things, um, you know, we'll, you know, able within the global management view, we'll be able to kick those back over, you know, and turn them back up within the standby recovery environment from federation. And in certain cases, network recovery might not even be required because that these things are stretched out across and they'll just, you know, one, when one goes down, the other one just picks up automatically. 
So that that is, uh, I'm, I'm going to skip through some of this stuff because um, there's just too much too much to go through here. So, so these are sort of the the crux of services that are available today with Federation. Um, that there there are some things that that are on the roadmap to get in into late releases related down the road. Um, you know, I, I have customers asking for all of these things. So as uh, the product continues to be developed and continues to happen and get you know, more things get turned on, more of these services will be deliverable from the global manager down into the local management plane. Um, but as of today, this is where things sit um, within the topology of Federation. All right, I got a couple minutes left here. So IDPS. Um, so, and this is kind of where I'm going to wrap, try to wrap things up. So the intrusion detection and prevention system. So this is a piece that we started developing even prior to the acquisition of LastLine. Um, but LastLine is, is, again, kind of adding fuel to the fire of making this a, a, much, a much more cohesive security story. Um, so what we're talking about with IDPS, uh, so, you know, we, we have all these, these services that NSX delivers. Um, you know, we can get uh, a lot of these, you know, components and things turned on. The, the, you know, we've always been able to do really well the distributed firewall. So now kind of the next iteration of that and helping add on to the, layer, the layers of security services that NSX delivers for customers is the ability to not only, not, not only just turn on firewalling and security policies within the firewall itself, but now it's about the ability to do inspection in real time and understanding who's doing what, where, why and where the bad potential you know, actors are within your network traffic itself. So it's continuous, so, so it's you know, uh, based on information from uh, Suricata, from other sources, we're going to you know, do some real-time analysis of what the traffic is happening in your network and, and basically flag you know, bad traffic that we see as you know, things that shouldn't be there so we can help understand and give you you know, uh, better false positives in your environment and understanding, you know, wh where things are from a security standpoint. Um, and it really is about helping customers, you know, achieve, you know, regulatory compliance for things quicker um, and understanding, um, you know, uh, how to get, again, it's, again, it really gets how to get there faster. So, you know, w w much like I talked about with, with turning on VLAN back security, um, this is very much within the realm of that. So again, if you wanted to, uh, enable you know, intrusion detection prevention systems in addition to the security pieces, even over VLANs, you know, the, the built-in IDS IPS engine that's, that's part of the NSX framework is again, a simply turn it on service. Um, and something that will, we will again, get you from, you know, less security to more security faster. And then, you know, the, the other piece of this is yet yeah, doing this virtual DMZ thing where really you can create a network in, in software and it's just a DMZ because it is. Um, and, it, and it enables, you know, we don't have to have these physically cordoned off networks and things anymore where we're separating out the different services and things that are running. Uh, let's see here. All right. So how, how we do this stuff within the software layer is, is if, again, if you're not familiar with it, how the distributed firewall works, this is how the you know, IDS IPS system works and now the, how the distributed firewall works. So traditional networks, this is what it looks like. So we have you know, a, a physical box that's an you know, IDS IPS an analytics engine that's just you know, traffic is you know, being hairpinned in and through and 
um, you know, going from from the host into this box and back, and and it's it's extremely inefficient, um, and it and it just allows a lot of repeat traffic to get circled through your network. So what we do from NSX is we take those things, distribute them throughout the hypervisor, put them directly next to the workload, and get them you know, it, you know really just intrinsically put throughout your entire you know, application network itself. And it, and it takes away the blind spots. It prevents lateral movement. And really just provides visibility into your network that, that you know you really can't get from a lot of other places at, at this level of efficiency, um, and that's that's part that's the part of this because now all your network security is happening within the host itself and not having to go and do this circle thing, um, which you know may not seem like a lot, but when you're doing it at a massive scale on a large enterprise level of networks. You know, it it, it it really can you know, cause performance issues and slow things slow things down. And again, the other piece of this is, you know, we don't require physical re-architecting of the network when you're doing this kind of stuff because it's really just turning those services on and making the world safe. Um, so if, if if the distributed firewall is putting out fires and making things safe, the IDS IPS engine is your fire alarms. So, all right. So again, kind of this is kind of a little bit of a teaser to what I'm going to talk about next time with the NSX Advanced Threat Protection uh, suite of things. So you know the the overall definition here is NSX threat Advanced Threat Protection de detects and prevents sophisticated threats from entering or operating in your network, and uh, and does this you know in these you know consistency of three components. So, you know, it's, it's the intrusion detection and prevention system, which is, you know, widely distributed throughout NSX at the, at the host level. And, you know, we use signatures, you know, tailored to the applications that you're going to protect. And then, you know, we have the NSX advanced threat analyzer that uses, you know, a combination of static and dynamic program analysis techniques to identify known as well as unknown malware programs and malicious documents traveling within your network. And the last piece is you know the NSX network detection and response, which leverages you know network traffic and analytics to identify that un unwanted network behaviors. A lot of this is driven by NSX intelligence to get customers you know the information uh, so that uh, you know we can we can uh, detect things before they really become major breaches and allowing them you know, and, and preventing them from moving laterally across your environment. Um, this is this is kind of sort of the weak area that we've seen, and this is why we're seeing so broadly in the world today all of these breaches that are happening. Because it's not so much a matter of when uh, or if you're going to be hacked; it's going to it's when you're going to be hacked. And and a lot of these customers that are there, you know, where we see these news headlines of you know yeah, meat meat producers and um, all, you know gas pipelines and all these things that are being attacked. You know, most of them were breached months and months and maybe even years ago. And because something hasn't been patched or something hasn't been updated, um, they had a vulnerability that's been sitting there and it just hasn't been executed upon yet. And so that's that's why we're seeing more and more and more of these is because there's just stuff that's just laying in wait. And and really realistically, we need these intrinsic security tools in customers' networks to be able to find these things before they get turned on and activated. 
Well, and I think one of the key words, and I, I know we're short for time. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm getting there as fast as I can. No, it's okay. But I just wanted to say, I think the one of the key words that you mentioned before was the detection, but then also the response is a big key. Like, you right. know, okay, great. You can detect it, right? Somebody's at the door or they've already gone through the door, but now the response piece is the important part, in, in my opinion, or, or just as important, of course. And that's, and that, that to me is like, this is, you know, probably the last one of, one of the last things I'll walk through here is this, this, this is our general framework of what I walk customers through on a day in and day out basis is, you know, to get security and get it as fast as possible. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's these three things, you know, it's segmentation. So doing the distributed firewalling, you know, and then under, you know, understanding who your applications are talking to, and that's network insight or NSX intelligence. And you can build those segmentation security policies with our tools and have, you know, and you can at least protect what you have today. And then this, the second piece, you know, yeah, it's turning on that IDS IPS engine so we can understand the flows in the network, look for bad and known bad information and start to block that stuff and see where, where it's popping up. And then, yeah, based on, you know, the information that we get in the IDS IPS that feeds out our network, you know, traffic analysis so that we can understand, you know, where the bad actors are and, and, and immediately provide remediation to those things. And realistically, it's, it's just about, you know, identifying this bad guy so we can keep him from, you know, proliferating across your environment. So in a, in a you know, complete nutshell, I mean, that, that's sort of the, the groundwork level of where we sit today from NSX 2.5 to 3.1.2, the current release today. Um, we've gone from this being a you know, singular data center environment where you're just doing networking and security and distributed firewalling and routing and all the kind of core networky things that we've always done. And it's really branching out into this holistic um, you know, solution that does you know, security and bare metal and um, public clouds and containers and all of these things. And now with the advanced threat protection suite that we'll talk again more about next week, and I'll even try to get through a bit of a demo for that um, or two weeks from now, um, you know, this is sort of the, the meat of where we are going. And we're really, you know, uh, as our former CEO, Pat Gelsinger said, you know, we're out to become a major player in security for, you know, network security in the world. And, and, and that is, you know, the VMware NSPU mission at this point is to try to get you know as many customers you know in, into a secure framework because realistically we just want people to be safe we want our data to be safe and we want our you know our hospitals to, to be safe and be able to provide, provide care to customers you know we want you know our infrastructure to be safe and you know and that's and that's when I say we I mean that in the global sense of you know because VMware is a global company we're not just talking about the United States here we're talking about everybody that VMware serves um, and so this is not just something that we're dealing with you know, here in the U.S., it's something we're dealing with globally. And this is why NSX, you know, is a thing and why it will continue to be an important piece of customers' enterprise data networks. So with that, that's where I'm going to sit and end for today. I have some references. Again, you can refer back to these links for more information um, or, you know, the, the information I had at the very beginning. Um, Anthony, I don't know if there's really any questions that have popped up. But in general, that's what I had for today. There have not been, and I think that just means you did a really good job of explaining it the first time around. I hope so. <laughs>
Um, again, as Britton mentioned, check out if, if, if there's more information you want to know on some of the more foundation stuff, check out the series he did last year that is still on our V Brown Bag channel. I, I don't think we've deleted videos or ever do, so they will be there for uh, probably as long as the internet exists, hopefully. As long as YouTube will uh, let you keep them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, whether that's good or bad. Um, uh, again, he's going to be finishing this series. Uh, we're going to take a break next week. So, ne Or not taking a break, but taking a break from NSX next week. Next week we have uh, Pydantic, Modern Python Data Validation and Settings Management. So if anybody um, does, does any coding, data validation is incredibly important. And um, so we're going to be going over that tomorrow with Mike Kennedy. Uh, same time, same bat time, same bat channel. Um, following that, I see we're going to do NSX ATP, last line, advanced thread, more IDPS and security. Is that correct? Yes. Sweet. I know it's a huge topic. There's a lot to talk about on it. And, and, um, I know an hour doesn't do everything justice. So thank yep. you for doing as well as you did, squeezing everything in and the time we've got. Yeah, yeah. Um, without thank further you, ado, yeah, thank you for attending. And we hope to see you next week.